After constantly being bombarded with emails, phone calls, and text messages on a daily basis asking, what would you do? Sometimes it's an, oh crap, I made a mistake, help me. And sometimes it's just a question about the latest technology and do we feel it's worth the investment? We want to help answer all of these questions. So welcome to What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. We'll be interviewing experts in the industry to help answer the questions that you desire to know the answers to. And now, it's time for What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. Hello, and welcome to What Would Larry Do? I am Dr. Ann, and I am here with Larry Helwig. And we've got a fun topic today. We're going to be talking about microneedling. So, Larry, tell us a little bit about what is microneedling? Well, it has uh, transformed over the years. You know, it started out um, you know, centuries ago. They were doing this years and years ago in a very barbaric way, you know, like uh, grinding the face and things like that. And people were using all kinds of uh, crazy techniques to put holes in skin and things like that. But basically, microneedling today is having de a device that will... You know, put an equal number of holes in your skin as you as you go, either like a pen device, you know, where you're doing lines and circles, or a device that uh, is stamping and giving you equal holes to whatever depth you want. So microneedling is one of the most popular treatments out there. It's like everybody's asking for it, everybody's wanting it, and uh, so, you know, people know. And a number of years ago, uh, our staff wanted it. And I thought, no, we don't want microneedling. We're a laser place. And they said, no, no, we do. We do. Everybody wants it. <laughs> and uh, so my staff corrected me and uh, convinced us to get into it. And uh, we've been doing it ever since and loving it. And patients love it. They love the results. They love what it does for their skin. So microneedling basically is putting holes in your tissue. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, any place you put a hole in old skin, you don't end up with old skin. No, nope. it's that, known as that, yeah. yeah, yeah, that hole is replaced with brand new baby skin. So more holes, more new skin. So you do a series of these, maybe, you know, one a month for four months, five months, you are replacing the majority of skin on your face. And you're doing it all with basically no downtime. Mm-hmm. So microneedling is using any kind of device, whether it's a pen or a stamper that has needles on it. So yes, needles. They are going to poke into your skin and create holes. But it is known as collagen induction therapy. So we are inducing collagen to be formed. And Larry, what age do we stop producing collagen? Around 30. And after that, it's over. <laughs> you know, I'm just uh, telling it like it is. I'm going to be honest with all of you. Just know Somewhere around 30, a little after, hey, it's, uh, things are going to start to change. And so anything you can do, even, even younger than 30, why not promote it? Why not do more of it? Why not have more of it? So microneedling is a great tool to do that. And it's, you know, you can find it at most offices. Do mm -hmm. it. Um, they're not all the same. Not all the devices are the same. And do they all do it to the same depth and everything? No, they don't. Mm -hmm. We can get into that. But I do think microneedling is important no matter what. So what are some of the conditions that we can treat with microneedling? 
Well, one of my favorite is scars. Mm-hmm. You know, stretch marks, scars, uneven texture, all of that I think is fantastic for microneedling. But I mean, let's say you have pigment and you don't have a device that does photofacial that basically removes pigment. If you, again, replace pigmented skin with brand new skin, well, it's not pigmented, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So you can actually do pigment with it. There's a lot of nice things you can do with microneedling. Um, again, scars are nice. You have acne scars. You may have had surgical scar. You have something like that. If you go through the scar with the device, that tissue where you made that hole gets replaced with normal tissue. So you're, you are replacing scar tissue with normal tissue. Now, do we have other devices to do this? Yes, we have a whole lot of devices to treat scars. This is just one of them. But for a lot of places, this might be their main tool. And does it work? Yes, it does. It may be more treatments, and you may have to do a little more, but microneedling is awesome. Well, and one of the things that makes microneedling different from some of the others is the depth that it can go. That's correct. So typically with lasers, you know, we we may be going... 200 microns, 400 microns, 600 microns. But with microneedling, how deep are we going with that? Well, you go about, um, actually, it depends on laws, you know? And who's doing it. And who's doing it. Yes. So if you were doing it, if I were doing it, we'd go very deep. We might might go a full millimeter or more Mm -hmm. into the tissue. And with laser, you typically don't do that unless it's like a contracture scar or something extremely thick. Okay. Yeah. So you, you probably wouldn't go that deep. Uh, but microneedling does go that deep. And if you see a little blood, what does that mean? You went through the scar. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what you're after. So on everyday tissue, it's good. On scars, it's good. Stretch marks, it's great. Um, both the ripples on the pond type of stretch mark, and of course, like the tears from pregnancy, mm-hmm. works wonders on that. So uh, it's all beneficial. Microneedling should be done, you know, at every clinic, every aesthetic facility. And I think most of them nowadays are doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't think all the devices are created equal. Yes. I think some are definitely better than others, but I think the bottom line is microneedling in general is really a good aesthetic tool. Yep. And what about melasma? Ah, good point. So with melasma, the issue is always do we add heat? Mm-hmm. You know, if we do a treatment that adds heat, the melasma seems to get worse. So a lot of people will do photofacial and what have you. Well, it gets rid of the melasma short term. So melasma, as you may recall, can be epidermal and it can also be dermal. So that's mm-hmm. superficial and deep. And so if you're only treating superficial and putting heat deep, what's going to happen? It's going to come back, and it's probably going to come back worse. With a vengeance. Yes, like it comes back with a vengeance. Whereas with microneedling, there's no heat. Mm-hmm. So you're just putting a hole in. And the advantage is there's other products that you can add with it that makes a big difference. Yes. So we have found that microneedling and using a home care hydroquinone and or Groot's cream has been one of the most effective treatments for melasma with long-term results. Where there's, in the past, we were taught that you should photofacial melasma. It did clean up that epidermal right away, but six to nine months later, their dermal came back with a vengeance. 
we are finding that we are able to clean up the melasma without it coming back with a vengeance as long as patients are continuing to use their sun protection and sunscreen and they're not having hormone fluctuations like pregnancy or birth control stimulate the melasma. So we can safely treat that. The other thing that is fantastic about microneedling is you can treat all skin types safely for lines and wrinkles. So darker skin types do not have the option of doing resurfacing treatments when they have lines and wrinkles, but they can microneedle at any time. So that has been a big improvement for a lot of clinics that specialize in darker skin types. You now can treat any of them who walk through the door that have fine lines, wrinkles, acne scars, because even though darker skin types tend to age better, so they don't end up with as many fine lines and wrinkles as lighter skin types, acne scars affect everybody equally. So Yeah, and you have different types of scars, rolling scars, box scars, um, ice pick scars, things like that with acne, but this helps everything, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so it's a great treatment, and if you look in the mirror, and again, you're seeing yourself and you see some fine lines, you see some wrinkles, maybe a little texture, some things that you really wish were not there. This is an easy treatment. It's 30 minutes, you know, pretty easy to do. And most clinics will put some numbing cream on. Mm-hmm. So you'll sit there for maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes with numbing cream on. They take the numbing cream off. They start the procedure. And 30 minutes later, you're done. That's it. So this isn't like some long, extensive type procedure. It's very, very quick and easy to perform. And you look better every day. Mm-hmm. So it's just, and it's it's crazy because a lot of treatments, it takes time to see the results. With this, you start seeing things really pretty fast. Uh, again, it is every time you do another one, you're adding to the benefit of the first one. So it is like compounding that way, which is amazing, but you do see results even after the first one. Yep. And so, Larry, you brought up a good point earlier. So depending on who's doing the microneedling changes the depth. But who can do microneedling? Well, every state has different laws. You know, in some states you need to be a nurse or above to do things. In some states you only physicians can do certain things. So you have to look up each state. In Arizona... Um, the Board of Cosmetology oversees estheticians and what they do, and they can perform this treatment if they've mm-hmm. been trained. So yes. they can perform the treatment, and uh, so that's kind of the starting point since most facilities utilize estheticians. Yes. And uh, so they can do this treatment, and but they can't go to the same depth that a nurse or a physician could go. And, but even the nurse and physician need to be trained. Mm-hmm. So yep. any, anything that you do, you know, to skin, you need to be trained in it. And you should be certified. And, and really good uh, training always involves a certain amount of what we call didactic training with PowerPoints and what have you. And then hands-on so that you really do know it and understand it. And it's great if you can observe a couple treatments and do a treatment and even get a treatment. Because, boy, then you get the whole full picture. And I think that's important. And, and uh, I, that's how we teach it. Yeah. So. yeah. And so we know that with microneedling, we can treat scars. We can use it as an anti-aging treatment to stimulate collagen and improve the skin. But let's talk about what are some of the different boosters that we can add in with microneedling. 
So when we say microneedling, right now we're just focusing on the basic microneedling, not any other ones with radiofrequency. But we know typically they're done with hyaluronic acid, correct? So yes. what's, what's the benefit of using hyaluronic acid for microneedling? Well, HA is uh, part of your body. So your body has hyaluronic acid in it. The problem is with hyaluronic acid, just like it is with your, your uh, 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 collagen and elastin and everything, it decreases with age. Mm -hmm. So you have less and less and less of it. And hyaluronic acid is a binding property to water. It binds with water roughly a thousand times um, its size in water. Mm -hmm. And so you want to have that HA on board as much as you can. And so using hyaluronic acid with the treatment and you, you apply it to the tissue and you're needling it in, fantastic. Helps right away, right away. Well, because hyaluronic acid itself is too large of a molecule to be absorbed by the skin. So for all of you out there that don't know this, if you're using topical hyaluronic acid, it is too large to be absorbed through the skin. Now it will sit on the top and attract water to the top, but it's not attracting it down to the dermis where we need it. So one of the most effective ways to increase hydration of the skin is by microneedling in the hyaluronic acid, because now we're creating these holes in the skin, as Larry likes to say, and we're putting the hyaluronic acid down these holes, depositing it in the dermis so that the skin can become hydrated. So I use this treatment commonly for brides, mothers of the brides, you know, big events coming up. I always have them come in months ahead of time and they try one. And it's always a magical time somewhere between two to four weeks. I tell them, when you get this done, put the date on your calendar. And when you have the day where everybody's telling you how great your skin looks, you wake up saying, oh my gosh, my skin looks so good today, mark that on the calendar. Was it at two weeks, three weeks, or four weeks? Whichever one it is, we schedule that exact amount of time before the wedding. So that way, on the wedding day, they're going to have that magical, beautiful, glowing, amazing skin that everybody's going to compliment just from the microneedling. So I love it as a pre-wedding treatment. It's and brilliant. I like that. It is. And so besides hyaluronic acid, what about growth factors? Growth factors are very, very common, uh, just like PRP, PRF, mm -hmm. which we could do in a whole segment on. Well, and PRF and, is and, the and, other thing that in we In which use. I could interview you on yes. because you're an <laughs> expert at it. Yep. Uh, growth factors are very good, and people don't always realize, you know, you have growth factors. When you take your blood, you spin it down, you get growth factors, you know, mm -hmm. the best that your your body has to offer, okay? But well, what if you went and purchased? So you can go out and buy mm -hmm. growth factors. There's a number of companies that make them, and uh, our favorite, we will actually probably have on our show one of these days. Yeah, in a couple weeks, actually, yeah. Jane Christensen from Omni, O-M-N-I, growth factor company, will be on, and we're going to interview her about the extreme details of it. So she'll go into depth about what growth factors are, but we love their products. Yeah. I mean, think about this. We're putting holes in your skin, and now we're taking the best. And these particular growth factors are from foreskin. Okay? <laughs> so I'm just coming right out. So you can think about that if you like. But it's 100% human. And, and who has the most potent growth factors of all humans? Yeah. Babies, That's right? it. So you're, instead of using something maybe your age being maybe 30, 40, 50, 60, 
we're using young, as in extremely young, very healthy, and these growth factors help. It's almost like getting two treatments in one. Well, I describe growth factors as like if microneedling is aerating our lawn, so we're going to aerate and seed our lawn for the wintertime, growth factors are like the manure that goes on top, right? Well, I'd say fertilizer rather than manure. But <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> but we you can all, go whatever direction you like, but, but I just thought fertilizer sounded a little better. But It does sound good, <laughs> but I always think of it, right? Because you see these yards and you're thinking, that is gross. It smells. Every time I walk my dog, I'm like, really? But those people end up with better, thicker, greener grass faster than everybody else. Yeah. Well, putting growth factors on your skin is like fertilizer where you are getting better thicker, stronger collagen, faster than if you just microneedled alone. So microneedling is great, but it's like you say, it's like doing two treatments in one when you put the growth factors in with it. And if you see a patient who's had, say, four or five of these treatments, like once a month, five months, with growth factor, it's like, whoa, what are you doing? What are you having done? And you'd think this was some major, major, major procedure, and it's not. You know, you're taking a 30-minute procedure, and you're adding growth factor to it. That's it. Mm -hmm. We open a vial and add it to it. Now, you know, growth factor has a cost to it, but it is so reasonable for Mm -hmm. what you get out of it. It's, again, like two treatments in one. Absolutely. And then the third option that we usually give patients is using PRF. Um, Most people are familiar with PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma. We use PRF, which is platelet-rich fibrin. Um, I'm not going to get into the differences today because that's going to be a whole podcast on its own. But that is the other option where we draw your blood. We spin it down to concentrate all the platelets and the um, parts of the blood that stimulate your immune system to respond to the area. And again, who's responsible for making collagen? Our immune system, right? So if you put in all the stimulating factors in an area, basically waving a giant red flag to the immune system that they need to show up there and deposit collagen, again, it's like fertilizer for your skin where we're getting stronger, better, healthier growth factors for it. So patients even have options to boost their regular microneedling. Hyaluronic acid, growth factors, PRF, whatever you would like. There's, it's, it's kind of like you know choosing a fancy facial. You've got all the different factor or different... Um, boosters that you can add. I would like to mention I, a treatment I recently had. Uh, Dr. Ann uh, stabbed my scalp 90 times <laughs> with a very sharp needle, and she uh, put growth factor in and all that PRF, in, in, PRF in, in, and it's to grow more hair. Yes, so, actually, we forgot to bring that up on uh, yeah. what is it used for. Yeah, we, 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 yeah. So again, you can microneedle. So we do that, then we microneedle a scalp, and you can massage in, you know, you can rub it in, you can add other growth factor to it, you can add PRF to it, you know, when you're doing the procedure, and you can microneedle a scalp, and that helps you grow more hair. So unfortunately, I'm getting older, I'm losing some hair. I seem to be gaining it on my chest. And your butt. And my butt, you know. <laughs> That's why we're doing hair removal on my butt right now. You can check out his photos on Instagram if you want to see what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's there. It's also getting skin tightening at the same time. It, it needed a little bit of that too. So 
Anyway, the hair treatment, though, is fabulous. It is. Fantastic treatment, and it's not that difficult to to do, but you do need a a nurse or a physician or someone to, um, you know, draw the blood, you know, spin it down, do everything, and uh, do injections. Now, if again, microneedling and you're doing it with blood, I think you'd probably want, you know, a nurse or physician doing it. Yeah, so, and we'll go more into detail on this when we eventually do our episode on PRF, but it's such a good point. So everybody thinks of hair loss as being a man's problem, but you know what? It actually affects a large amount of women. There is what is known as female pattern baldness, and as women age and lose their hormones, they thin out significantly on the top. And the hard part for us is we can't just shave our heads and go for it, right? So it is widely accepted in the community that if a man needs to shave his head because he's bald, oh well. But when women do it, you get strange stares. So it's much harder for women to deal with the balding than it is for men. And even though, guys, I know you want your hair, trust me, try being a woman and having to deal with it. It is, it is way worse. Well, microneedling the PRF into the hair, and we mix it with all other kinds of things um, to make this one of the best treatments, it actually is very successful in women when they're having baldness issues. Now, if you have a true autoimmune alopecia, that's a different um, condition altogether. But the average female pattern baldness that happens just due to age can be helped or prevented with just a little bit of microneedling with PRF or injections. So instead of having to go through the hair transplant where you have to have, you know, part of the scalp cut out at the back or a bunch of follicles pulled, shave the front, have all the follicles deposited where you have all this downtime, you have... Only one day of downtime when I do the PRF hair treatments with microneedling, the day you leave. The day you leave, you're going to look bloody on the top of your head, period. Because I drew your blood, I spun it down, I injected and microneedled over it. You go home that night. The next morning, you can wash and go to work. Now, you're going to feel a little sore. Larry, how does your head feel after I microneedle it? Uh, uh, probably 24 hours, you know, a little sensitivity, but that, that's it. Yeah, and what does your hair look like the next day? Uh, there was no big deal, nothing. Yeah. There's no, yeah. So you can go back to work. Nobody will know the difference. Now it takes some time to kick in. So, you know, we'll get that into that more with the PRF, but it's an amazing option for people who have thinning hair, who don't want to have to do a hair transplant. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things that most people don't even know is available to them. Right. So let's, let's look at where all we can use it. We, we, we can use microneedling on the scalp. Mm-hmm. We can do the face. Um, can we do the back? Sure, yep. of course. You know, if you have some scarring on your back or you have unevenness, uh, texture, mm-hmm. uh, acne scars, anything like that, uh, or just pigment, and you want to do it for that. And you want more collagen. I mean, you're going to get it. This is a mechanical trauma to the dermis as opposed to thermal, but this is it's another thing you can do. Uh, what else? Let's see, chest. Can you do it on chest? Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you do it on the stomach? Yes. yes, stretch marks. Legs, uh, stretch marks. Stretch marks on the butt, hips, thighs. So Hands, the, uh, yeah. for the crepiness on the hands. So what we're talking about here is a tool that's not that expensive, that is really quality. Now, the one that we have, and we've used others, you know, in fact, we've got others sitting there. No one's using them. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, okay. That Your was, expensive that, paperweight? Yeah, paperweight. That was a good investment. Um, so they're not all created equal. The one we have now actually stamps. It's called ProCell. 
and it stamps, and we like it the best. That's the one everybody Absolutely. uses, and the holes are just a little bit larger. And uh, if you select the ones that are for one millimeter, you are one millimeter. So it's a very precise, very accurate, and the, the, it all comes in different sizes. So that's our favorite. But again, pretty much anywhere on the body you can do this. And if you haven't done microneedling, think about it. Because mm-hmm. just about anywhere in your body would benefit from microneedling. It's another tool. You'll find it at almost every aesthetic facility out there. Again, they're not all created the same. And, uh, you know, how deep people can go, that's, you know, a little bit of licensing involved. And so you may want to look at that a little bit. But I'll tell you, it is amazing uh, treatment uh, across the board. And I'm sure there's different price points. You know, some offices maybe charge a little more, a little less than others. Uh, but uh, it's a great treatment no matter what. So now that we know what the benefits are, Larry, let's talk about the dark side, if there is any. What are some of the side effects of having microneedling treatments done? Well, for the most part, it's all good. Yes. It's all good. You know, I, there, there aren't major negatives to it mm-hmm. um, that we see or we hear of. You know, if if you go deep enough to get blood and you're, you know... You, it's contaminated or something. Of course, there's it could be issues, but I'll tell you, with all the micro needling being done, you know, across the country, uh, you hear of so few issues. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, why wouldn't people do this? You yeah. know, it's a it's a safe treatment. It's an effective treatment. It is a cost effective treatment. The results are beautiful on almost any area. So, I mean, why wouldn't you try it? If you haven't tried it, try it. If you are doing it, stay with it. If you don't feel it's aggressive enough, talk to the, talk to the you know, talk to who's doing it. See if it can be more so because it really makes a difference. Yeah, and you're right. There are very minimal side effects, but I do want to bring up one kind of issue is that it is important to know that people are trained properly and that they have some sort of medical background or medical professional overseeing them while they're doing it. A couple things that can happen if somebody is not trained well or is very careless when they're treating you is number one would be infection. So if they don't clean your skin properly ahead of time by removing all the numbing cream and using, you know, a thorough alcohol wipe or other product to thoroughly clean bacteria would be infection. Number two, if they do not give you proper post care, of things that you are not supposed to do afterwards, like let your dog lick your face right after you've been microneedling, or here in Arizona, go, you know, uh, tubing down the Salt River, which is a, a little bit of a cesspool. Probably shouldn't do that in the first 24, 48 hours afterwards. So it's extremely rare that somebody would ever get an infection from microneedling, but it's important that you give patients their proper post care. So as a patient, you should be asking, what are the things I can and can't do? And then you should make sure that you have a technician that understands safety of cleaning your skin using the needles. And then Larry brought up doing the PRP and PRF. You need to have somebody that has a medical background or a um, laser technician or esthetician that has been phlebotomy trained, meaning they've gone to school to learn how to draw blood. They have been certified in bloodborne pathogens and understand all the risks of it. So they are treating you properly and not creating any contamination. So I always like to bring that up because it really does come down to the training. And you know what? There are people who are more expensive sometimes, but I always say you get what you pay for. 
You know, sometimes if you're on these Groupons with these little 50 to $99 treatments, you should probably ask yourself, number one, who's doing it? Number two, where were they trained, right? And, and do they even know what they're doing? Because even though microneedling is extremely safe, if it's in the hands of somebody who has no proper education on what they're doing, it can be dangerous. So I do like to bring up that you should research who are you getting your microneedling done from? Where have they gone to school to get training? And don't be afraid to ask these questions. That's why when we do training with estheticians all over the state, we take it seriously and we educate them on how to do it properly. And so they're all doing it safely. And then the other side effect that I see that happens is the more aggressive you get, the more downtime you have. Now, microneedling is typically very rare, but I have seen in a few cases that when we are getting blood, what happens after you bleed? You can get a bruise, right? So it's usually not bad, but we get what we call patechiae, which are little teeny tiny purple dots, which are mini bruises. They go away after a couple days. You can typically cover it with makeup. It's no big deal. But some people do get a little bit of redness, a few patechiae, a little bit of swelling the next day. The redness and swelling are good. That means we're getting some immune stimulation in the area. We're attracting the immune cells there. But I do like to let patients know that sometimes there can be a tiny bit of downtime for about a day. One other thing is do not get a treatment and then go see a friend in the hospital. Yes, recovering from MRSA. Yeah, (laughs) don't, don't, you know, your likelihood of getting staph, yeah, probably pretty high. So don't do that. And you need to probably warn patients of that as well. Not that they would typically leave your your office and head to the hospital, you know, to see someone. But, you know, bring it up. Uh, that's, it's a great place to get an infection. So don't, don't do that. Yeah. So typically our post-care instructions are once you've been microneedled at our office, we do not have you wash your face at night because we thoroughly cleaned your face that day. And we want you to leave the growth factors, the PRF, the hyaluronic acid just on there. Then we instruct you the next day to wash your face and resume either your normal facial skincare or we highly recommend the Omni Growth Factors as the post-care for the first couple days because you can be sensitive and it can be kind of stingy on the skin for your regular lotion. Now, sunscreen is a must. You should wear sunscreen and protect yourself from the sun over the next week or two because brand new baby skin that we're stimulating with these holes is sun sensitive. So you do want to take care of it. And then we do go over all the things to minimize or prevent infection. So no dirty water for 48 hours. No going to hospitals or public gyms for 48 hours. No letting your pets lick your face. And most importantly, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Before you touch your face after anything you've done, wash your hands. And then you'll never get an infection. It's very easy to avoid. So it's very minimal post-care, but we do take it very seriously. And I go over these with our patients every single time they have one. That sounds exactly it. That's the, <laughs> that's the whole program. It's it pretty easy. You know, is. this is an easy thing. So make sure you're doing it. You're getting it done. Ask questions about it. Check it out. Look it up. You can Google all this stuff and look it up. But if you have questions, don't, don't hesitate to get us. Give us a call and talk to us about it. Uh, you would get a very aggressive treatment, and mm-hmm. the results are excellent. And I've got one last question for you, Larry. What's that? Who's a candidate for this treatment? Uh, pretty much everyone. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's uh, exactly what I was expecting you to say. Pretty much everyone. I mean, you, and with almost anywhere on the body. So, again, 
Look in the mirror. What can I do? Can I get an inexpensive treatment that actually makes a difference in my skin that's noticeable? Mm-hmm. You know, people are going to see something. They're going to notice something. And can I can I do this? Yes. Yes, you can. And so a lot of people think, well, God, you get into aesthetics. It's so expensive. I can't do this. This is not one of those. This is not a, an expensive uh, procedure to have, even with growth factor. What a difference it makes. So, mm-hmm. you know, check it out. Get into it. Do it. Well, and what I like to say is, you know, prevention really is the best medicine, right? So the number one thing that 20 and 30-year-olds can do to start minimizing the aging process is microneedling. They can go in once or twice a year, do a microneedling to help keep stimulating collagen and prevent aging, and you know what? It will never backfire on them. It's not going to ever make them look weird. It's not going to cause problems in their face. But this is the number one thing that younger people can start doing to minimize aging without having a lot of downtime or worrying about thinning out the skin or causing issues with it is microneedling. So I encourage all of my younger patients who start with me, who usually show up trying to get um, a Botox or a Dysport or a dermal filler for their lips, I always encourage them to start now on microneedling because they can prevent the aging by always stimulating collagen. So I think it's one of the best for our younger crowd, as well as being correction for people who already have lines and wrinkles. Yep. All right, so I think we're going to be getting ready to wrap up today's episode on microneedling. So for anybody who hasn't tried it, I hope this episode has convinced you that you should try it. And Larry, as I always like to say, what uh, one last word of advice would you like to give our listeners? Well, I'd like to tell a very, very short story uh, that I heard and I was always impressed with. So this young boy walks out of the grocery store and comes up to you and says, guess what's in my hand? It starts with A, and you think about it, okay, A, what would be in the grocery store that starts with A? Uh, Apple, no, no, it's a young boy, it's not going to be an apple, you know, and you kind of go through all that. Okay, I don't know, I don't know what it is. What is it? A rock. (laughs) How how many of you saw that coming? I didn't see it coming. (laughs) A rock? What the, what the hell are you talking about? A rock, you just came out of the grocery store. So the grocery store threw you a curve. Life does that. So I want you to think, you know, you don't always see things coming. And I can assure you with your skin, you're not going to see it coming. And all of a sudden, it's there. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is this? Where'd this come from? And that's what's going to happen, and that's what we hear in our clinic every day when we're doing consults. Literally, I don't know what happened. This wasn't here before, and now it's here. Where every week we try to give you some thoughts and some ideas on something. Just try something. Get into it. Do a little something here, a little something there. And, you know, maybe one day you look, and all of a sudden there's eye bags. What the hell? You know, where those come from? Or there's, you know, this double chin just keeps getting bigger. Or where'd this laxity and this looseness come from? So remember, you're not always going to see it coming. Sometimes it just, it's a, a little bit of a curveball. So pay attention to it. Be aware. Look at your skin. Get some prevention. Because remember, you have either prevention, correction, and then maintenance. Do a little prevention and then you won't have to do the correction. 
And I, that's it for today. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. Hear it live each week here or anytime 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com.